Hello, everybody. Uh, uh, Welcome to the podcast. It's so good to see you. Oh, man. I'm so happy to see all your faces. Everybody's here. It's exciting. God, you were a goddamn mess the last time I saw you, buddy. You were just, you were puffy-faced and, uh, and, but mostly you actually didn't look that bad. You mostly, which I'm just not used to, not that I've never seen you like that, but like, you're not usually that sort of, I don't know, self-conscious? Is that the right word? Yeah, Mm -hmm. self-conscious, like. About about the way you look, I I feel like for the I most feel part like you, you looked exactly the same, except your lighting damn. was worse. Yeah, your lighting was worse, well, my, and my also li- you were just rubbing your eyes a lot. Maybe you were so, a little tired, like morning tired, but that's you know a little puffy. Your little, face, your face was the same face. Same face. I do I do have the same face. Yes, yeah, week to week doesn't change that much. Year to year, sometimes it changes. Oh yeah, year to God. year, year to year it changes for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah I oh. was uh, yeah I I don't know. I was feel I, I I was just off a jet. Remember, I, I was and I was complaining about that, and I was just feeling a little off. I think, but um, you know, we all have our our bad days, and and I appreciated all the support, and I I've been getting a lot of support from people. Um, about <laughs> what uh, people? What, what what do you mean? Like people have been coming on and, and telling you, "Hey, Robbie, building you up." About it. <laughs> it was an interesting response that I saw. Um, on social media, just about people. Uh, I don't know. I think I think that they uh, they they were they were saying it was okay. It was okay to have a down day. Hey man, it's okay. Nice. I get tired too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you get tired. I get tired, man. You guys get tired ever? <laughs> All I ever am is tired. If I That's had true. some nose clams at, at the time, if I had like just like Sweet, one bag of nose clams, nose clams. And do you mm-hmm. okay? So now we're talking about the gang gets whack part two, and. I was watching it last night with my beloved spouse. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there in terms of staying current. Caitlin broke her foot. Uh, okay. So I texted I her because I saw, I saw yeah, her Instagram what thing. And I was like, yeah. did you break your foot? And she said, the yeah. doctor said it wasn't officially a break. It might have been a sprain. But uh, it feels like it's broken. She said. Well, she's walking around in a boot. And um, yeah, oh, good man. ass. We, good ass. we counted. Oh, this, is, this is the sixth, sixth bone. That she's broken since. How'd she do it this time? Together. Did she put her shoe on, or did she? Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, she <laughs> breaks easily, but she never gets sick. It's such a weird thing, right? It is yeah, crazy. She has not. Brittle as all hell. She has not gotten sick in years. I haven't. I seen think her I would have a trade. I think I would still take getting sick over breaking that many bones. Oh yeah. Right. Like, if someone said, yeah. "Hey, you could never get sick for years and years, like not a head cold, nothing." but you're going to break a bone like every six months. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, nah, I'll take the cold. I think. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, what kind of sick are we talking about? If we're talking about a cold, sure. Well, I'll take what it. kind of sick? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You're going to get but, lupus every month. I mean, what are <laughs> <laughs> no, right. she, uh, she's broken her foot and she's hobbling around like a jerk, but she's uh, she's a trooper and she'll get through it. Like she's gotten through the last 20 bones, bones that she's broken. No, were you there when she, when she broke, when she broke it? No. Um, to hear the screams? Just, no, no. I just, <laughs> I, I just saw her uh, walking out to the backyard, and she was limping. And I just shook my head as she approached, and I said, "You broke your foot, didn't, didn't you?" And she said, "Yes." I just knew the look. <laughs> I knew the look, and I already have. I have a whole section of the closet, of a closet that we have in the house called the Caitlin section, and it's it has boots, full boots. Um, those uh, like leg cast boots 
uh, a cane sure. and two sets of crutches. And we just keep them. We just keep them. <laughs> we just keep them around because we might need them again. And, and in fact, why don't you just set did. up? You've got, I feel like you have enough room in your house to just set aside a, a whole room. That's just for triage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just a, just a, an emergency room. Get your own little you know ER. Yeah, your yeah. own little ER, you know, you have like a, a, a guy that's on call and when he shows up, you know, he's got his little doctor bag, but you, you've already got it all set up for her, you know, to get, you've got an x-ray machine in there, you've got, you know, whatever <laughs> equipment that he would need so she mm-hmm. doesn't have to, you know, go to hobble to the... Mm-hmm. Invest in some sort of bubble boy suit, you know, and yeah. some mm-hmm. sort of like just mm-hmm. bubble wrap kind of thing. Yeah, just bubble wrap, wrap Caitlin every single morning before she leaves the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, keep really her keep safe. her safe. You promised, yeah. I'm sure when, when, when you got married, you probably promised to keep her safe and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it makes sense. With cars sometimes I'm like, why are cars not like just giant round rubber balls? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, why don't, why don't we do that? So like, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, sorry, I ran into you. <laughs> Good thing we just bounced off each other. <laughs> You know, the way your brain works is amazing. <laughs> I want to see that. I, I want to see like, that. Come on, we what can put the, a man the on the moon. We can't that. make a car a big round, uh, safe rubber ball. I don't know. Yeah, it's like you're sitting. You're sitting in 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 the middle of the ball, and the ball rotates around you, but it's clear, so you can see out. You know, you can see 360 degrees. I think it's a great idea. And I mean, you got powers, wheels, you got an axle, what but you got a ball. Oh. What powers yeah. the ball? No, you, you yeah. have an engine, you have all that stuff, but there's so much <laughs> rubber, safe, foamy, soft rubber around everything that, you know, if when you slam into someone, it's just a nice, good bounce, you know? Yeah, you bounce around. <laughs> but, but, but wouldn't that bounce you with cars. such force that it would break your neck? No, because it's it's just rubber on rubber. It's a good sort of, you know, you have a seatbelt and you have an airbag, but uh, you don't have all those hard angles and metal and glass everywhere. I don't know what the windshield is, but like- You probably have a, you know, <laughs> probably have a, you know something, to, something, well, something that you wrap Some around your neck of, so that your neck can't yeah. really, you know what I mean? So when you do yeah. bounce around, you're just like bouncing around like this. Yeah. Just keep safe. But if what it was rubber hitting though? rubber, you're on the 405 and you smash into somebody- you're, 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 it's going to shoot fine. you to Pacoima. Yes, I mean, you're going to be airborne. That's you're fine. Be I'll, just, I'll hit a bunch of other rubber things along the way and everyone will be fine. That's right. It'll just and be an just, earth full of, full of those like rubber bouncing balls that you have. Yeah, as a you kid, take like two ball. lacrosse balls or whatever. I don't know. Some kind of like, you know, massage ball and you shoot it at full speed at one another. They're going to, the balls are going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to shoot everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the balls will be fine, and stuff inside the balls will be fine. You end up in Pacoima, so be it. You know what I mean? You're that you're like you're like. So well, you're in I, this is the first time I've ever been been in Pacoima. Let me grab a bite to eat, and then I'll just bounce right back to uh, where. I'd the, rather be in Pacoima than Caitlin's triage room. The gang gets whacked. It's funny. It's it's wild. It's both. It's so funny. It's so cartoony. But it's uh, it's very funny. It's and do you cartoony. remember the thing that popped out at, to me the most was? Do you remember why we made it so that we're not nobody is snorting the cocaine? Everybody is rubbing it on their gums. No, no. Was that a standards and practice thing? That was a standards and practices thing. Oh my they told God. us that we could not actually see somebody snorting a line of cocaine in the episode, which is odd on FX. I've, on FX. On FX. Sure. TV yeah. has changed, man. TV has yeah. changed. Yeah. 
yeah so I, so we had we pivoted we pivoted to the gums which is so much funnier anyway uh, yeah every time they give us something like that uh i feel like whatever we come up with is 10 times funnier than the, than what we originally intended anyway <laughs> yeah because then they're not they don't have the intent of getting high and it sort of starts happening accidentally which is a funnier sort of engine for story than just like they want to get high People online were interested in knowing, do you guys remember what that was that you were eating, Charlie? The cocaine? Was it mm. was it um, powdered sugar? I think it was or? just like flour. I think it was like probably just mounds of flour. Ew, mm, gluten. really? Gluten. Ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many gluten. <laughs> a lot of gluten. So it's probably so worse for glutens. you than cocaine is. I mean, the carbs probably alone. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> We Definitely. shot that. We shot a lot of the episode in Philadelphia. In fact, in um, yeah. in Kensington, we shot a lot of the episode in Kensington. And Caitlin remembers it being one of the hottest days she's ever felt on the planet Earth. Oh, I remember <laughs> it being really hot. Cricket thinking those trash cans are kettle oh. drums is like it's, one of my favorite things so great. of the whole season. In that scene, you guys are walking up to Cricket, and she, she said she's wearing a pair of jeans. She said she said they they had to cut the jeans off of her. They couldn't pull them off of her. They well, cut them. Because the, the sweat combined with the tightness yes. of the jeans. She yeah. couldn't get them <laughs> yes. off. Yes. Yeah, she couldn't, she couldn't get them off. And they were like pulling them and pulling them and pulling them. Finally, wardrobe just came in and cut them off. Like she was like, it was triage. Like she was, maybe she had broken right. something. I don't know. Do you think they had those those kind of the, those those like scissors where the, like the, the one that touches your skin is like, you know, like nice and uh, what's, yeah. what's the word? I do like, think they know? actually, I do think the wardrobe department has those. Yeah. In case yeah. they need to cut an, a, a performer's clothes off of them because <laughs> they have sealed them with sweat. I'm a big fan of uh, the, the ass play conversation with Danny. He's getting out of his chalice. Like, I never ordered any oh, ass play. That's, uh, that's, and the woman sitting at the counter is amazing. That, the thing that jumps out at me most in watching this episode is how all of us, all of us are doing gymnastics like trying to be tr just really because we're actors and we're trying to be funny in each scene and we're just doing anything and everything we can to milk every single moment and we're working so hard and it works and it's funny but it, it took a lot of effort and danny just walks onto the screen and is so casual and he doesn't look like he's doing anything because he's barely he barely is and he's so <laughs> fucking funny he's just taking us all to school He's so funny. <laughs> He's pretty amazing. I mean, the, yeah, the ass play conversation. And then the scene where, where we're playing, was it Two of Hearts? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, playing <laughs> stripping. Yeah. Two yeah. of Hearts. Susie, Susie Q. It's pretty great. <laughs> and the, um, when, when he shows uh, Dennis the ad, the body work by, oh, body work by Dennis. Yeah. Uh, and then well, that goes, was based on real. You, those you were real rules. ads. It says no rules. It says right here, <laughs> no rules. It says no rules. Now, wasn't that photo <laughs> just a still shot from you taking your shirt off for Margaret McPoyle in the hostage episode? Like we basically just. <laughs> so did we create that in the editing room or do we have that on set or someone just like made it no no, no we that had was, that we had that in the paper yeah yeah it was in yeah, the paper right? that was the prop the prop uh they took yeah. a picture from me being all sweaty and and shirtless and uh yeah it. just put it 
this is how old this television show is. That that was based on real ads that we would see in newspapers, weekly newspapers, mm-hmm. or or even the L.A. Times, where you'd get to the classified section, and then there would be a, a whole area that would say massage and body and work, body work really. Body work. So if you specialized in body work, you could call Ramon, <laughs> you could call J- Jimmy, <laughs> you could call Carla. Mm-hmm. You could call Tatiana and they'll show up and they'll work your body. No problem. <laughs> if you call, like who's showing up if you call one of those numbers? Somebody scary. And then somebody somebody somebody, sca- somebody somebody's really scary comes in first and introduces you to the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody <laughs> really scary with. shows up and says, you know. You'll be working with Tatiana, but I need to have a little, little conversation with you first. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Now yeah. she's going to work your body. She's going to work oh, your yeah. body. Don't worry about that. But work, body work will be done. Um, mm-hmm. But um, a, cer- a different kind of body work is going to occur if uh, if yeah. we're not satisfied if financially. Get a, if I'm not satisfied financially, yeah, yes. yeah. You're going to be satisfied. We're going to work. And your I'm going to be satisfied. You don't, you don't want only... me to work your body, bud. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> You'll be satisfied, and I'll be satisfied. There's only one person that won't be satisfied in this equation, and that's Tatiana. That's Tatiana, but we're not, you know, Tatiana. let's not concern let's, ourselves with that. Let's not concern If you were concerned about that, right that you never would have made that phone call to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're both a part of the same hypocrisy, sir. Now, get in the room. <laughs> Getting <laughs> all philosophical. <laughs> Don't give me that look, sir. You're, you're just as much well, part of this as I am. That is kind of what's happening in the episode where he, he, we, we got you, said, Frank gets all pissed off because we got Dennis thinking for himself again. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was part of the fun of of uh, creating that episode was like why very like sort of accelerating the process of of grooming, you know, and and getting someone to uh, completely submit to your will by just totally manipulating them. Um, what? <laughs> I like that you made no effort to not burp directly into the microphone. <laughs> no effort, just a quick second of just maybe you know just looking away and then coming back. No effort. What, I got to put on airs? I got to put on airs for you guys? (laughs) I got to put on airs just because we're talking on the uh, internet? Uh, Just because millions of people are going to watch this? I got to put on airs? I love the addition of um, the line. So you say, uh, no no ass play on this one. And Mm -hmm. he says, well, you... the, no, you don't have to do anything with the ass. Well, the last one, it got, it got weird. And he says, don't worry about it. And you said, well, we might have to go, go to the hospital or <laughs> yeah, the doctor, doctor, right? just, think, just to be safe. What does yeah. that mean? I mean, what's the implication? I don't know. Yeah, but it, there could it still made be me something laugh. in there or something might have torn. Sure. Yeah. Just, but just to be safe. Or just there's some itching we'll and we should that. get it looked at. And then instantly, you, you know exactly what's going to happen in the next scene when he says, he, he's laying there reading the magazine. And, I never, and says, I never ordered any ass play. He'll, he'll do anything ass with the ass. Play. Just the term ass play is really fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's. Yeah. And that's, just to what's show she how doing? What, Yeah. What's she doing just down to, there? What kind of play is it? Well, she, you know, she's, she's having a look around, exploring a little bit, is my guess. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if she's pleasuring herself or me, but either way, it's pleasurable for her. Uh, just but to, you're the just one doing explore. the work. You're the you're doing the body work. It's it's body work by Dennis. So yeah, but he's also providing a body. the work. That's part. I'm of the providing work. a body to work with. I'm I'm yeah, doing body work. Body. Yeah, yeah. I'll do some body yeah. work, but I'll provide a body for you to work <laughs> and play. 
But that's and the play. fun of it is that is that it's you're really both about... working you're both working and playing at the same time. Yeah. Let's not forget that this is supposed to be fun. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, ass play is better than ass work. <laughs> yeah, ass work seems like there's some more heavy lifting involved. Ass work seems light. heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. You don't want it Oof. to be work, you want it to be play. Yeah, yeah, you want it to be play. Yeah. Ass work sounds like um y- you know, someone's going to get some pleasure out of it for sure, but uh <laughs> yeah. You're going to be burning a lot more calories. I have <laughs> yeah, a fond yeah. memory of my uh, <laughs> grandmother coming to set, you know, because she lived in Philly and um, we were shooting the scene where we find Cricket on the street and he's homeless. And she found it very amusing that he was uh, playing a priest. And, uh, <laughs> but also just being like, so he's, uh, we're on cocaine, grandma. And like, <laughs> just trying to like explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's sitting there with the earphones, like listening to the scene and just, but she enjoyed it? Yeah. And then uh, two seasons later, we put her in an episode as one of the red hat ladies. She's sitting with me oh, yeah. playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she passed away shortly after that. I mean, she was like 96 or something. But um, she would continue to get checks for the performance because it would air. And, you know, like little $5 <laughs> residual checks. And I remember my aunt being like, can you cancel these? <laughs> because it's like a pain for us to like... It's like we we can't process it, and there's a whole thing. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, just a stack of checks that only amount to about like ninety eight bucks total. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, right. we've talked about the stack of checks, right? The st- we've talked about Charlie's stack My of checks stack on the podcast. Not on the, not oh, on the podcast. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get into that. Just because you brought up a stack of checks, and it's yeah, it's I had just the same thought. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. I hear the word stack of checks, and then I hear yeah. that it's like a pain in the ass. And I remember Charlie lived in this real shithole apartment um, that we shot the original Sunny in, but we loved mm-hmm. it. We we would spend a lot of time over there. And, I was so uh, psyched on that apartment. Come from New York City, I was like, yeah. we have a little balcony that we it's can huge. smoke on, and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I was so broke, and Glenn was not. He was never broke. He was always working. But yeah, um, I, was, I was, I was, yeah, I was always successful. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yeah, so you've been successful from the day you graduated from the Juilliard School. Glenn and I uh, started now. working and getting Almost paid to work the second we tried to be an actor. But go ahead. It's all true. Well, you were struggling, which makes sense. Oh God, yes. <laughs> struggling, struggling, <laughs> struggling in so many ways and um, emotionally uh, as well. When I would walk into your apartment and I would see this. I saw a stack yeah, yeah. of checks, and I'm not exaggerating, Glenn. Like this thing, I remember. Right? Yeah, they, 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 I, I just for some reason I remember them always. Be, like in my memory, they were sitting on top of his keyboard. They were always on my keyboard. Always that's, on the keyboard. That's he had this big giant Casio keyboard. I had a yeah. keyboard and a bed, and that was probably about it. That was it. And a pile of checks. From and, 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 and empty yep. Yoohoo containers everywhere because <laughs> that's, that's all Jimmy. The, that's that's all Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, he would just drink Yoohoo all day. And eat macaroni and cheese and smoke cigarettes. I mean, that's the best oh, part the of being like in, your, the in your early twenties. So, <laughs> so I look at this at this stack of checks. Yeah. And I'm like, can I can I look at this? And you're like, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm looking at them, and they're they're these payments, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Like, no, I mean, no, 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 not that, not much, that much, but much like, yet. but but even but even maybe, hundreds maybe of dollars. Maybe I had like four or five grand sitting around right there. Yes, it would be like a check for three hundred dollars, a check for six six hundred dollars, a check for. 50 cents a check for 75 cents a check for two grand and i'm looking at them and i ask them are 
have you cashed these? And he says, no, that's why they're just sitting there. How long have you had them? I don't know. They just keep coming. And I just, it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, and I say, it's such it's a, a pain, pain in the, the ass. ass to do what? Well, I, well you, you got to turn them over. You have to sign them. <laughs> yeah. That was what you had to do. You had to sign it. And then you had to walk it to the bank. And then in exchange for that, for all of that work, the bank would give you money. It would give you cash for the checks. Well, and that's not what it was, was that I didn't want to walk down to Wells Fargo every time I got a $7 check. I waited for like a month and I collected all the checks from the month and I brought them all down and I, I put them all. I didn't cash them. I didn't walk around with a briefcase full of money. I had a, what they call a bank account. Yeah. Uh, and I, I put them into uh, the bank account. But yeah, I mean, that was the independent film channel. That thing was a cash cow, man. Oh, I mean, yeah, but for a guy cow, like- That's for goddamn sure. For a guy I told you your, start, Well, yeah, I was just I gonna know, say, for I, a guy in Rob's position, you know, he's- And then I would I would record those at Buzzies, and I went down to Buzzies that one day, and there was someone else in there recording, and they had fired me, but they'd forgotten to tell, and they'd like double booked. And I went down, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we replaced, they were trying to replace me for like three years, and they just couldn't do it. But it was a good three why year would they, gig. Why, why would they why, why replace would they the person you? that's never cashing your checks? I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. just basically paying you. They're not this even guy's paying. Working for free. This guy's working for free. He doesn't even know it. I cash. By the way, the if checks. you give him Yoohoo, he'll he'll he's happy if you just give him a Yoohoo and a bag of Funyuns. Well, the whole thing with that was that I was like, I I bought a house. I like took I put a down payment on a house that I couldn't afford with the money that I had saved up from the Luis Guzman show and the IFC money. And I, and I was like, okay, I think I can swing this. And the day that I like bought that house was the day I got fired from that IFC job. But like the next week we sold Sunny. So it all worked out. I thought I was going to have to like rent the whole place out. Your life you worked just, out. What can I say? Stepping uh, shit left what? and right. Everywhere step you go, shit. people just want to hire you. No, no, you don't step in step shit. In but you're shit. just, that's, that shows you how. struggling first. Not yes, a lot. you did. I, 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 <laughs> not a lot. Not a, lot. <laughs> not a whole lot. Yeah. Why didn't you just hire Rob to forge your signature on the checks and walk them to the bank for you and give him just like a cut of yeah, like oh, those checks? That would have been I a good job for, for him. I would have done that for 2%. You could have gotten it for 2%. <laughs> Let's make one thing clear. There was no issue here. I just was saving them up and then I would go once a month with all my checks. This was but, a, this was a for, sensible practice. 100%. No, but for a very yes. uh, for a very broke man, as Rob was at the well, time, yeah, um, it was like, you, he would have been living paycheck Paul? to paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Li Wait, what? So that was him being broke my fault. You know? so, <laughs> um, By the way, speaking of cuts, I have to say I love Charlie that moment when you'd see Cricket on the street and you're talking to him and then you say he can stay at Dee's place and then you reach into his little um, cup and take a few <laughs> coins out. Well, say, I gotta take I gotta a take cut. I gotta take a cut. Well, we're <laughs> gonna get it now. Well, we're gonna get Guys, 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 guys. It's not cheap to produce these things, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at the lighting kits we have to afford. Yeah, and then I, I like to let the sun wash me out, but then, I, you know, that's not reliable because they don't know whether the sun's going to be shining, you know, so it's tricky. Yeah, 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 and we can talk about how you guys are constantly struggling to find good lighting and how I've never had a single issue later. But uh, first, I'd like to shout out to our friends at uh, Viore who are helping us pay for those light kits. You know, if you aren't familiar with Viore, you should be because they make the most comfortable workout slash lounging apparel on the planet. It's a new perspective on performance apparel. Are you guys sick and tired of traditional workout gear? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, been, it's pissing me off. It's Traditions, pissing me off. Uh, 
Okay, well, look, the, you know, the first thing is to realize that you're, you're, you're not alone. Oh, good. I thought I was the only one on the planet who was concerned about it. No, 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 no. Actually, uh, many more people than you, you would think are sick and tired of their traditional workout gear. But Viore has the shorts, the leggings, and joggers for us. I mean, everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't, it doesn't look or feel like it. Now, these shorts are so comfortable, you, you will want to wear them all the time, whether you're sweating or not. And they look great, too, which, of course, is 90% of the appeal of wearing anything because we're all vain. Yeah, but they are made to work out in so that you can look great when you're not wearing anything, too, you know, which is 90% of the appeal of exercising, right? So altogether, we're talking like 180% appealing. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. pretty good. That's a lot of appeal. And Viore is offsetting 100% of its carbon footprint. Yeah, yeah. That's another great percentage, 100. Uh, do you really need any more reason here? I mean, Viore <laughs> is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners... They are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sunnypod. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sunnypod. And not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping. On any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns, go to viore.com slash sunnypod and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. You know what, Rob? I had a funny thing. I, I, I decided, I don't know why, I was, I listened to a screenwriting lecture um, by Paul Schrader, and then I got flooded with memories of that time where I had a pile of checks and on a keyboard and we were making a, a home movie that turned into change our lives. But I remember that you had been working with Paul Schrader on script or something, or like, mm -hmm. was he guiding you on, I, I, on how to first, write a movie? The first, it was the first script that I wrote. And we, uh, I wound up optioning it to a company called Propaganda Films and then Propaganda, they optioned it for uh, no joke. I, I think it was a thousand dollars, which was so much money. But after taxes and commission, I couldn't stop you know, working at the restaurant. And then Paul Schrader signed on to direct it. So oh, he and I were working together on a draft of this movie that, that, that I wrote that he was going to make. And then, then the company again? went bankrupt. It was called Those Invited In. Oh, right. Yeah, good title. Invited in. That is yeah. a good title. Go, keep going. Just keep telling and, this good story. Um, it was not funny. It was not funny. It was a, it was a drama, like a super dark drama, the kind of movie that Paul Schrader would, would make for the audience. Paul Schrader uh, wrote Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and directed some, some really amazing movies, but he's, uh, he's quite a character. And uh, the whole thing fell apart. And, just, and that was a, a huge impetus for me to never want to go through that process again, where in the end... I had a draft that I didn't really love because Paul wanted to take it in directions that I wasn't into, but I was just listening to him. Um, and I thought, well, if, if, if he wants to go in this direction, then I should write that. And then at the end of the year, he, the movie fell apart. He went on to direct a movie called Autofocus and then something else. Good movie. I had $1,000 that I had made from it for a year. And I thought I'd never want to do that again, ever. So when we, so when I, when I wrote the original, original Sonny and brought it to you guys, the thought was always to make it ourselves so that we didn't have to do that again. I mean, I was in a similar place from 
you know, doing uh, uh, testing constantly for TV shows, never getting the part, and finally getting the Louis Guzman show, and then, you know, seeing that kind of go over a cliff and feeling like I could do so much more. Give me an opportunity to do more, and then just kind of being like, I, I don't want to. I still kind of feel this way where, you know, I hope the phone rings and sometimes it rings with something interesting, but most of what I read, I'm like, eh, I, I don't know. Let's just do our own thing. But every now and then you read something great. There are other brilliant people out there. Just if you can't wait for them to, you can't wait forever for them to call because most of the time they don't. Yeah. And there's, it, there's, no, there's, there's also no, no replacing working with your friends, provided your friends are talented. I mean, there's just nothing better than that. I mean, that was the thing that excited me from the very beginning about all this was, was stop it, Rob. I see you. Yes, I'm burping. God damn it. I mean, you bur- you held back two burps and then you just finally, we just one release. Why don't you, why don't you just burp right now? Get your burps and out. The, no, yeah, no, 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 but it, burps it, out it's, it's only when I start talking. It's only when I start talking. That's what I'm, then I start. Oh, it's, it's, it's the jinx. You've got, have you murdered someone? The burping. The burping. No. No, I, no, I've never, no, I have not murdered someone. <laughs> um, you can't murder Canadians, it's too easy. <laughs> For the listeners out there, Glenn's going through a crisis of conscience right now because, I don't know, let's listen He's in. doing a bit, but he hasn't fully committed to it. Like, I can I tell know. that you kind of are like, oh, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this psycho bit? You know what I mean? I see it. I see see what's going on. You're like, kind of like, oh, do I do a, I've murdered people a bit or then then your mind Uh, was like, I'm kind of tired of it. And maybe it's inappropriate. 100%. That is so accurate. That's, yeah, that's it's, so it's completely accurate. It's completely accurate. That, that, that was Maggie, exactly oh, the no. thought process. Maybe we exactly have to rewi- rewind it for the creeps, and and even if the listeners should go back and watch this on the creep channels because you you can see exactly what Charlie just explained. In, he, in he walked you through. My he was going process. for it, but then didn't. But then, but then stopped. No. No. I, no. I have never. No. I have not murdered someone. Um, <sighs> you bailed on the bit, which is totally within your rights. Uh, what were we just talking about, though? We were talking about, uh, well, making stuff with your friends and your family. Making stuff. Oh, with that's your what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, that was what excited me the most. The most from the very beginning was just the the thought of like getting to make something. I never made anything. I'd, I'd only ever you know, been a pawn in somebody else's game. Uh, you know, whether it be uh, Tennessee Williams or uh, <laughs> Bill Shakespeare, you know, Bill Shakespeare or, uh, you know, any one of those uh, playwrights. Uh, David Rabe, old Dave Mamet, you know, what have you. Um, and I just thought, uh, well, you know what it also was? It was coming off of it was coming off of that '80s show and not being fully satisfied. And part of part of that was my fault because I was I was um, too deferential. You know, I, I think it was deferential to a fault. I felt like you know this is I don't really know what I'm doing, and everybody here knows what they're doing. I had comedic instincts. I had instincts about the scripts. I had instincts about how I felt like it should be executed. But I thought to myself, what the hell do I know? I don't know shit. You know, these guys have been making that 70s show. They've been making all these, 
you know, great things for years. So they clearly understand, you know, how to, how to do it. And, you know, also uh, you're a young guy, you're coming into a network show, which is a big machine, right? Like us, our show was not a big machine. It was lean and mean and just us figuring it out as we went along. Like there's that feeling of like, whoa, man, these, they're putting some money in this. And who am I to say how to do it? You know, when you're starting out there also, no one's going to fucking listen to you. Cause you're like, you're just the actor, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I look, I, I have a very specific memory. Um, and this was a real turning point for me, uh, when we were rehearsing for an episode of, and, and, you know, for, for those folks out there that don't know how, like, so with a multi-cam, which a multi-cam is generally, I think, defined by there's multiple cameras shooting at the same time, usually in front of a live studio audience, or it's at least, uh, portrayed to be that way. Um, and that 80s show was a Fox live or a, a uh, yeah, like a live multicam show. So you'd rehearse for a week and then you'd do the show live. Anyway, we were in rehearsals and we were rehearsing a scene that I thought was really, really funny. I thought it was really well written and I was enjoying it. And, you know, but I was coming from theater. So I wasn't, I, I would, I, my process, like I was a little slower to make strong choices, right? I, I was like, we've got a week to rehearse this. So like, let's rev up into it. You know, let, let, I'll figure it out as we go and then I'll be ready, you know, when it's, when it's game time. You know, but we were, so we were doing this scene and it, it just wasn't, it wasn't fully working, you know, but I knew there was a way to make it work. Um, but, you know, the director just kind of jumped to like this. He was like, oh, you know, this, this scene, it's just not working. Uh, it, it's, it's not working. We should just uh, cut it or rewrite it or whatever. And I was like, well, well, and, and I finally did speak up. I was like, well, hold on a second. I, I actually do think it's, I, th I think it's funny. I think we just need to rehearse it, which is what we're here to do, to, to like try to figure out how to make it as funny as possible, you know? And he was like, no, it's just not working. And, you know, and I remember in my mind thinking, this fucking guy doesn't get what's funny. He doesn't know what's funny. He, he doesn't get, he, do, he thinks it's not funny because he doesn't get it, but that doesn't mean it's not funny. And I was like, I was like, can you just, I was like, hold on, can, can we just, I have an idea. Can I just try something? And I distinctly remember the director sitting like this, and, you know, and, and I could see his thought process. His thought process was, was, this is a waste of my time. Why is this fucking kid trying to tell me how to do my job? But he's the lead of the show. So I have to just let him do what he wants. So he was like, um, yeah, okay. Action. And then just like looking at his watch, like, you know, which of course sapped, sapped all my confidence. And so, you know, whatever it was that I was planning to do, I just completely blew it because I had no confidence. And then from that point forward, it was really a little like, like something's not sitting well with me here, that this, this doesn't feel right. So, you know, um, it was moments like that that made me realize I had strong opinions about how, how things should be executed. And so when we started making this, it was, it was, it was an opportunity to test, to test that. I think that machinery is what goes so wrong in so many TV shows, certainly of that era too, where like it's the, the way it's done is locked down and, and the power dynamics are so locked in. And, you know, there's, I've, I've been around, you know, those sort of multicams too, where the writers are, are one camp and they're like, we're the writers and, and these actors don't get it. And the studio doesn't get it. And it's just like, if, if everyone's not working together <laughs> to make this thing as best as, as it can, it just sort of falls apart. Yeah, totally. If an actor comes in to our show and says funnier shit than we've put in the script, great. Yeah, the best idea's got to win. Like this, but there's still a curative process. There, there has to be, a, but there's a curator there, right? Who's mm -hmm. deeming whether something's oh, right. funnier. I'm sure there have been actors on our show 
over the years who've come in and truly thought that what they were saying is funnier than what mm-hmm. we wrote. That's happened before. Um, even we've done versions of that before where we've written something and then maybe I've said the line differently and I thought, oh, that's that's making this particular moment better. And then Charlie's like, no, it's not. And then I ask you and you say, no, no, it's better on the page. And then you go, oh, okay. I trust the, I trust the curation process. But there's got to be... Uh, because it, it, otherwise it's just everybody's sort of comedic yeah, it can't point be a free of view. For all. It can't be it can't a free, be a free for, all. for all. Yeah. And there are, there are those other dynamics that go on too, which is somebody is protecting, they're protecting their position. And if I'm the writer and that's what I do, and that's what I bring to the party and you're changing that, then, then that is, uh, that, that is something to me that that's potentially damaging. What'd you guys do a uh, one season of that? We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did thirteen yeah. episodes of it. Um, I had a great time. I I really enjoyed it. It was it was extremely formative. I I needed to do that before we I could have ever done. Uh, it's always sunny. I needed to get that out of my system. I think. Mm-hmm. I remember you had a. We, we may have discussed this in the podcast, but maybe not. But Glenn, you had a pilot offer. You had a pilot offer. So we had we had made Sunny, and we weren't sure if we were going to. We, we wanted to go make it, but you had this real world offer in, in front of you and you were, you were trying to figure out whether or not you were going to take it or test for the show. I do remember there was, there was this one sitcom that I tested for or gone in for that they, they really liked me for. And, uh, you know, this is back in the day when I think you guys know that I used to do this, but, um, before auditions, like if it was something where I wasn't like, you know, auditioning's hard and you're a little self-conscious and, and. I mean, this is a real, it's a, it's a dangerous habit to get into, but it worked for me, especially with comedy, with comedy in particular. I was like, I need to be able to go in there and be loose and free. So what I would, what I would often do is I would, I would show up with my, you know, thermos of coffee and maybe have like one shot of whiskey mixed in there, you know? But then I realized I'm like, well, now I got to drink the whole coffee to get the shot. So that doesn't make any sense. So then I started bringing, <laughs> so I'd bring like one of those like little airplane bottles, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, just one, one little thing, you know, kind of like the priest does before he gets up and gives a sermon. Uh, <laughs> you guys didn't have priests like that? Um, and, and it worked, it worked. It would be like, you'd get a little loosey goosey, you know what I mean? And I remember for this one, this one uh, that I did, there, this has happened actually a couple of times, so I'm not gonna lie, where like, I didn't have the airplane, so I like just kind of poured it into a, like a, a container and then brought it to the audition. And then I would, you know, just, you know, right before the thing. And then there were, you know, a couple of occasions where it was like, oh, and I'd be like, oh, that was, nope, that was not one shot. That was like two or three. And, uh, you know, and, and I remember uh, one of those things that I was up for at that time, I, I, they called me in and I'd just been sitting there kind of looking at my lines. And, they, and when I stood up to go into the audition, I was like, oh, dokie, uh, shit. <laughs> and then I nailed it. <laughs> I absolutely fucking nailed it and they wanted me to do the show but I said no I've got my own <laughs> just like that um, but now luckily I'm, I'm comfortable with myself and I don't I don't have to I don't feel the need to do that anymore in auditions so. the end. have you been drinking today <laughs> uh, no I haven't st- no I'll probably start at like 3.30 great Wow. It's my day off. You know what I mean? I'm going to get it on. Okay. Yeah. Not worried about puffing up for the picture? <laughs> oh, all the puff? better. All the better. You want to be a puffy guy. You're counting on it. You're counting on the puff. 
you know, he's uh, I'm playing a guy's a little bit of a miserable fuck in some ways. So, uh, so he'd have you know, some buff it, for sure. Well, it's great because I, you know, I show up to set every day cranky, and I'm like, well, that's great because this guy's cranky too. So <laughs> here we are. You know, lean into the crank. Just lean into the crankiness just a little bit more than I already feel, and you know, the anger, all that's it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, did you guys never do the, the whole, like have a little shot, shoddy poo before going into oh, an I audition? Did, yeah. I, I remember, yeah. uh, auditioning to get into the Williamstown theater festival and, um, I took the bus into New York city. I was still in college and was like so nervous, uh, before the audition, just so nervous, you know? Yeah. And, uh, just be like, I got, I just went across the street, just had like a beer. I mean, I'll probably right. only have one and just take the edge off. Yeah, exactly. It helps. For sure. And that's why why I didn't get any of those jobs. That's why. It's not because I wasn't a good actor. It was because I was too sober. That was the problem. Too square, man. I I should have been drinking. If I was drinking. anything from Paul Schrader? You should have been like, so you got to get all fucked up and write your thing. Yeah, haven't you learned anything from the greats? He kept a gun on his desk. Paul Schrader kept a gun. A fucking gun. He had a, he had a, a an office in case in case in, what in, like he gets mad at his computer Times. and he wants to shoot it like what the fuck does he I, have to go? I, I didn't ask I don't I didn't ask I just noticed it I clocked it I recognized <laughs> that it was in the room and I let I think it go it was like a souvenir from like taxi driver was it like one of like Travis Pickle's guns could have been it wasn't displayed in any way it was just sort of rest it was in resting mode just sort of a just sort of an implied gentle threat to whoever comes into the room you know what i mean to like it's sort of a power dynamic thing right although i found him to be lovely i mean he was he was strange sure he he could be he had a gun on his desk (laughs) (laughs) he was very he was very kind and courteous and 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 he was i i but it was ultimately it was not a great experience but not because of our interactions in any way and uh the gun never never came into play Maybe it was like a checkoff thing. Isn't that like a checkoff thing? I don't know. You you theater nerds. Well, but but that's the the checkoff thing is if you're going to show a gun, then it's got to pay off. It better go off. Got it. It it needs to go off at some point. Otherwise, what was the fucking point? So that that was checkoff. Why did we see that gun? Yeah, exactly. We saw a lot of guns in this episode and none of them went off. Um, not to bring it back to the episode, but that was oh. a, that was a <laughs> oh. enough Do with we not the shoot them up into the ceiling. Um, no, no I, but it is very funny that you all end up with guns at the uh, at the end. Mo- mo- at least uh, Charlie and D, I think, end up with guns, and Frank's always got one. And yeah, no, it's great that it's like it's kind of like oh, that was uh, that was close. That was a close call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we ran that horse down. Uh, yeah, yeah, Broad Street. Yeah, what was that? Talk about that. What was it? What street? Broad Street. What street was it? Broad Street, right. It's either Broad yeah. Street. It might have been Market, actually. It may have been Market Street. I think it was, I think it was major, Market. I think it was Market. Yeah. It I was Market. It was Mar- it's I seem to remember street. it was Market Street. Did you get to lock street. off the street for that? Did you get to shut down the street? Yeah, yeah it was like, like our the yeah. biggest thing we'd done at the time, which was like we yeah. shut down a big sort of street and we ran a horse down it. And What a waste of money. God. It's funny, though. <laughs> well, we it's barely used it in the episode. got cricket in it. Yeah, it's a tag. It's a tag, which we don't Exactly. Was it... It wasn't meant to be like we wouldn't have put aside all that money and time and effort to just shoot a tag. That must have been something that we decided to post, right? Like, just the, well, I mean, how no. else would it have played? I think we did, we knew it was going to be a tag, didn't we? Yeah, good for us. Good for us. Yeah. Guys, mm. guess what? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to do a second advertisement, you know, because everyone loves them so much. So we're going to do, do another. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, ladies and gentle creeps, we are supported by <laughs> Athletic Greens. Yep. The makers of AG1 Green Powder, a product y'all know I use literally every single day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't want to waste time rounding up dozens and dozens of vitamins on the daily. Okay. I wanted it all in one simple silver bullet of a supplement. Correct. And with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's lifestyle and diet friendly, whether you eat animals, plants, or rocks. It's certified keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free. It's also GMO-free, doesn't have any nasty chemicals or seven-syllable compounds from a lab. And there's less than one gram of sugar. There's legitimately more sugar in a lemon than in a serving of AG1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I tell you guys something? Mm. Mm. I like AG1 so much that I brought it all the way to Canada. Oh, that's this dedication. Is just, I've, already had, I've already had mine today, by the way. That's why it's, it's empty. But uh, yeah, right. I, got mm-hmm. it. I brought it all the way to Canada. This guy, you know, keep me fueled. How are mm-hmm. those adaptogens doing you? Uh, good. I've adapted for the most part to, to being here, um, you know, and, and so is so that- So you're a member of the uh, bottle carrying club there. Uh, are you more of a fan of the powder or the bottle? Yeah, no, the, I mean, the powder itself is an absolute A+, plus, but uh, the bottle's not too shabby either. I mean, you can, you, can, you can creep on the size here. Look at this. It's actually perfectly proportioned to the amount of uh, AG1 that you need each day. And it's, it's smaller than most shake bottles, so you can easily stow it or fly with it between countries, you know? So that sounds like the ultimate travel companion. Is that, is that what we're saying here? Well, um, I'll tell you what, it does work to support better sleep quality and recovery, which uh, honestly is a, a paramount when you're out of town or changing time zones. Uh, we can't say paramount, Glenn, because our show's on Disney. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sunny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash sunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Peter Nincompoop. How'd you come up with that name? Peter Nincompoop. Um, What a funny word Nincompoop is. Yeah. When I moved to Los Angeles, um, I moved into an apartment in the valley. And Uh when we moved in, there was a refrigerator there. And the, the the previous tenants had left. They 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 didn't take all of their possessions with them, and the landlord didn't even bother to take it out. And on the refrigerator, there was a drawing of a horse, um, by a child with a magnet on it, and it, it was and all it said was "Synchro Scaly Face," was the name of the horse. And I remember thinking, that is bizarre. What's the story? behind this it's a child who came up with the name and then spelled out synchro scaly face and um i remember being in the writer's room and pitching that as as the name of the horse and everybody was very confused but then recognized that coming up with a funny name for it would work and somebody threw out peter and then we added nincompoop and that was it Better than synchro scaly face for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Why scaly why, scaly? Are you sure it exactly. wasn't a picture of a dragon? Was it why a dragon? was the horse? Why did the horse have scales? I don't know. Maybe was it, 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 maybe it was, was it David? Was, was this sick, David? Sure. 
David Cronenberg's uh, kid. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Was it David Cronenberg living in that apartment for a short period of time in L.A.? And Synchroskelly <laughs> It just seems like something he would come up with. I don't know. Uh. Nincompoop. I tried to look up the uh, origins of that word um, mm. last night because I was like, where the hell did that word come from? It's unclear. Mm. Unclear. Uh, a couple of explanations as to where the nincom part comes from, but where the poop mm. comes in, I have no idea. <laughs> so I think it's just, I think it's just uh, absolute gibberish. But uh, it's 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 lovely. It's good um, gibberish. It's good gi gibberish. Yeah, cocaine. Maybe we should do a. I was thinking of <laughs> of episode ideas. Maybe we could discuss them now, and 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 the the creeps, the listeners could could weigh in on on which ones they might want to see. Mm. Um, well, you got some ideas. I mean, you're gonna, we were gonna, gonna do, pitch? I, I was gonna pitch a couple of ideas to you. What do you think? Um, yeah, you don't do even, you don't yeah. even want to hear to hear the idea. Oh, okay. I sure do. Um, yeah, sure. So, well, we've been talking about having Mr. David Hornsby in on the show and maybe finding the best episode. But I know the crickets crickets tale isn't for so long, and David's been oh, a, these a are huge pitches part of, for podcast episodes. I thought you yes. were sunny. Oh, I thought no, you no were podcast. Oh. I thought you were talking about sunny episodes too. Okay. Oh, too. I'm sorry. Podcast I'm sorry. Episodes. It's okay. I'm, my right, my right. mind's all about the podcast right okay. now. That's great. So if we did a David Hornsby episode, it might be fun to 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 cut together a cricket's greatest hits That's and what we we're could doing. watch oh you're already doing that oh, so yes megan's already Mark, megan's already <laughs> well as soon as i get access to 15 seasons of high def versions of the episodes which Great. i'm working on now but yeah we're great we're and we, maybe we could do a watch party with david and talk about each okay meg's already got meg's already we're in sync i was thinking um it might be fun i launched um as you guys are aware, I, I launched a, 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 a tech entertainment company today and I, and I, I tweeted it out and it's just getting a, a lot of expected hate. And it's really, it's really kind of fun. And it made me think, man, we've gotten a lot of, we've, got a, we've gotten hate over the, over the years. We've got our trolls. Wouldn't it be fun to maybe, I don't know if it, like just reading the tweets is that fun, but taking calls of criticism the idea of opening up the lines and letting people That's call great. in. I love it. I yeah, love call in and 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 tell us directly, like what's what are we really doing? Let wrong? us have it. Yeah, yeah, really let us have it. And they have to. And it, besides hiring get, women, oh, right. hiring women. I want to hear about somebody getting very upset about hiring women. We about, got badgered into it. They don't like it. They don't. Like <laughs> it. They don't so you're like you're it. saying have a platform for people to air their grievances. Yes, but directly to us, at us, and for us. We can do that. Sure. And I, for for I, me personally, I have no boundaries. If they want to get per, as personal as possible, they can. I I feel I feel uh, comfortable having engaging in those in those conversations. I okay. think I think I think that'd be sure. fucking that amazing. <laughs> yeah, bring it. No. Yeah. Um, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. Where do we get? Meg and I had a version of this um, before that we had talked about um, about actually a whole podcast that revolved around it, um, but bringing on various creators and having people call in and talk about how. They hate hated their shows, or if they love their shows, where they went off the rails. I think that's what I'd be most interested in. Meg and I made a, made a pilot of this. We called uh. it "Thanks for Engaging," and it was with Damon Lindelof, and it was fucking <laughs> amazing. It was amazing. She tracked down. She and Mara tracked down. This was like a year ago. Tracked down people who just absolutely hated, like loved Lost, but hated the ending, or just hated Watchmen, and they just hammered him. And they did the same for uh, for for us, for me, for Sonny, but it didn't have the same sting. 
Yeah. And it well, ultimately just love, wound up being, uh, yeah. the way any show ends. Like when a show ends, it's naturally unsatisfying, right? Because yeah, you're, you're mad. You're mad. Yeah. yeah. Like the Sopranos, people hated that ending. And Seinfeld, yeah. people hated yeah. it. And, yeah. yeah. I, say, I think people, people like the ending of The Shield. Oh, I think people yeah. enjoyed that the way that, that was a great ending. Up. I mean, the but uh, Breaking Bad is a great example of a show that ended really well, but but still you you're left with almost nothing to talk about. And in a way, The Sopranos for as unsatisfying as it is continues to live on because you can mm-hmm. talk about what your idea of what happened in the end is. It, that's just an interesting I like that. Concept. I think also like some shows are really built and designed to have a beginning, middle and end, right? Like mm-hmm. um Versus like an episodic show like ours, it's a different thing than like a movie where it really has like three acts, right? Like it's well, Breaking we're just Bad, you're seeing out a different episode every week. Totally, like you don't see in the Sopranos. The first episode isn't him becoming Tony Soprano. He just is Tony Soprano who's going about his day. Whereas Breaking Bad, you watch as he becomes Walter White goes from a teacher to 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 Scarface basically and that's what you're watching so there is a natural endpoint and what they do five seasons of that something like that five or six mm-hmm. six six huh. Breaking Bad you mean yeah yeah but if it's yeah. like a mystery show then you solve the mystery and then you're done but yeah like Sunny is especially going to be hard for you guys to end because there's not even that much that rolls from episode to episode so it's not really building to anything like in a way that like even breaking brad uh, breaking bad that's a mythic quest episode somebody's um, definitely going to make a show called breaking brad and it's going <laughs> glenn suck. we've ar- glenn we've already we done made it. An episode of mythic <laughs> and we have a show called mr, mr. quest, quest. Mr. there's an episode mr. called quest. breaking brad it didn't um, suck but i'll send it to you I'll, I'll let you show. i'll send you a link i'll send you a link no it's all um, right. <laughs> but the criticism, <laughs> the criticism call in episode, we should definitely do that. We can have that yeah. happen. People call in, yell at you guys about stuff. Yeah. And it could be about anything. It could be about, it should be about Sunny because that's what the podcast is. But I don't know. Come at, come at us. It'd be fun. Let's do it. Gloves off, baby. Like if, when you do that, if people sort of like <clears throat> quickly drum up a sort of fake thing versus like getting someone who really has something to say to be like, you know, I really loved when you did this and you stopped doing this and why did you do it versus someone who's like, okay, I got to think of something to criticize and then just like coming up with a... Well, so we just hang you... up on those people immediately. Just hang up on them immediately. <laughs> there was a curation process that went into it that worked pretty well that Megan Mara found really great people. They were able to... F- but. But it, well, it, to 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 allow for that to not happen, my my favorite was that I found some tweets that people had tweeted about like Sunny, and one of my favorite one was, "Is the dick really worth the three hours of Always Sunny he makes you watch afterwards?" <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Which she, was pretty good. She was really not into the show at all, but she was into the dick. But there was a guy, the guy that we talked to was from he he was Irish Ireland. and he was yeah. calling from Ireland. He's a he massive Sunny fan. End. Yeah, Did but he was like he, he was begging us to stop. Begging us yeah. to stop. He said we ruined the show a long time ago. Stop making it. We've we've peaked. We've we've not only have we begun to peak, we peaked. It's over. Please stop. Just please stop. Yeah. And it was But really that's such funny. a funny thing. It's like, well, you have, sir, you have, you have total control over that. Go ahead <laughs> and don't, don't watch. The show can end. 
Yes. Right now for you. And like, I, just yes. stop watching. He believes that we were, were ruining the legacy of the show by continuing to exist, <laughs> which I thought was a great point of view. He had great points. He wasn't, he wasn't and, yeah, no, I, wrong I, I, from his point of view. He pitched an end sure. that wasn't terrible. Like, that, he, that remember that? He, he pitched yeah. an end. We were like, okay, well. Do you well, remember what it was? Yeah, yeah don't say I it did. though, Meg, because we might use it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're never going to end this show. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Not officially. <laughs>